still had you in slavery, murdering you, raping you, robbing you, you understand, selling your children, raping your sons and your daughters. And here we are in 2018, and our people are so lost and so brainwashed that they go when they see the white man. I see more holes in red, white, and blue tights today than you know than you see in all the wrestling throughout the whole goddamn year. I seen more sellout niggas. I seen more goddamn Nikes with the blue Nikes with red checks than I've ever seen. I didn't know they made some of these Air Force ones I saw. <laughs> some of the goddamn LeBrons and the Coke and the Kevin Durant shoes I seen today. I didn't even know they made it. Niggas come out with the exclusive red, white, and blue outfit. All to be a goddamn coon and a sellout and a suck up, suck up for the white man. You understand? With everything that's happening in this country right now, the way that we're being oppressed, the way that we're being murdered by the police, the way our brothers are Mexicans, even if you don't like Mexicans. Let's say you hate Mexicans. Mexicans still all the good jobs, and them niggas be on the job carrying all the goddamn drywall, and Mexicans taking all the jobs. They are being destroyed by a white man and his government. How could you stand by and not have any empathy? You understand? The problem that's, that's happening in America right now is there's a certain class of blacks, Latinos, and Native Indians that have stopped seeing themselves as human beings and they're starting to, because they're so in love with the white man and everything the white man has and they're so jealous of the white man, they don't understand that wanting to have what the white people have and wanting to be a part of America means you have to see yourself in the eyes of America. You have to see yourself in the eyes of the white man. And from the white man's perspective, blacks, Latinos, and Native Indians are not human beings. If they Declaration of Independence said that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by, by their career with certain inalienable rights and the pursuit of life, happiness, and liberty, or whatever the fuck they should say, if you were still a slave and in the field being whipped and beaten, it shows you the white man don't look at you like a human being. All this talk about progress and how things have changed when really we're in the same condition today that we were in for the past 200, 250 years, even 150 years prior to that Declaration of Independence. Nothing has changed, nothing has, there's been no progress. Only thing that's happened is the white man got more powerful, got more richer, and he's up the ante on his oppression and his subjugation of US people. So we boycott not just the 4th of July, Every white holiday, you know what I'm saying? The white man shit on us with the 4th of July. He shit on us with Thanksgiving. He shit on us with Christmas. He shit on us with Valentine's Day. Everything the white man celebrates is oppression against blacks, Latinos, and Native Indians in every way, shape, form, or fashion. If you disagree with me, just let me know. Shit, you can come on live. We can argue about it. You're a woman out there and you love Valentine's Day. I can tell you how Valentine's Day is oppression on you. And your man. You love Thanksgiving or love Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas about Jesus, baby Jesus. I can tell you how that is oppression on you and your man and your children. If you love Easter, oh, Easter is the rising of Jesus, the resurrection. The work on the cross is done. I can show you how that is goddamn oppression on you, your family, and your children. Everything the white man does is to keep you a slave. And if you too late to see it now, you need to wait. Thanks be the Lord for the ISUPK. And for this anti-black man media platform we got, because it's time for your ass to wake up. But if you want to stay asleep, then you're going to be left behind. Little bro, you want to say something on it? Um, I want to ask you this. Okay, do black people, do they, when they, okay, when they celebrate 4th of July, do they think of any of the historical context of it at all? No. Niggas do not think of any of that. So when you was in the world, did you, you just did it for the food and the fireworks and for the festivities. You never thought about any of the historical 
regardless of the whole slavery aspect, just you know, America. In my family, I didn't even know nothing about no goddamn slavery or no motherfucking seventeen seventy six. I all I knew was nigga food and fireworks. That's all we knew. Okay. I was on, on. Now here's the thing: we didn't celebrate the Fourth of July. We just celebrated food and fireworks. So well, I didn't come from a family that was all you know, you know. God bless America. My grandfather was racist. My grandmother was they okay? They when I say they was racist, meaning they was nigger racist in that cracker, cracker, cracker behind closed doors, but in their face, hey Bob, yeah. hey Tim, hey they racist kind of way. Yeah, my, racist. yeah, my grandmother was like Southern racist. She was yeah. like you know, uh, what's your, as a general rule, I don't yeah, like what's she, what she, what's those words she called them? <laughs> she ain't use crackers, hunkies. 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 That's, my that's old school. Hunkies. They was hunkies. Hunkies. My grandfather didn't like them. They was crackers. The devil. Or devils. You know what I'm saying? But, um... Yeah, so it was like... We didn't even reference no American nothing. My grandfather was real revolutionary-minded. So he, he had a lot of disdain for white people. But it damn near was like... He couldn't fully tell us or let us know because it was damn near like a it was a it was a taboo to be black and to be racist or to teach your children to be racist and so i never really you know what i'm saying um but as far as historical context any of that none of that ever came up man it never nothing never was nothing that mattered it wasn't until i started doing research and studying and i realized yo we were still slaves that i felt personally like yo i can't celebrate this shit but it was never something that was taught in my family so it was just a day for crabs and goddamn it was damn near a day of sales. Fourth of July coming up, sales <laughs> on everything. Grandma gonna make the bake the my mother gonna make the macaroni and cheese. Grandma gonna do some potato salad, maybe get some chicken dumplings about it in, some sweet potato pie. Family gonna come over, get to see all my cousins and shit. See, but my group in the family though, we all lived in the same building. My, my, my grandmother, grandfather, my four uncles, my mother, my aunt, and my two my two aunts, we all lived in the same building. So damn near every day was a family day. We didn't need a day to get together and celebrate. So we didn't really revere holidays because the shit didn't really matter. But there was no historical context of any cool. of that shit whatsoever talking to my family. Well, that makes sense because I bet, you, I bet if you ask most black people that's out right now cooking out and doing the fireworks, mm-hmm. they don't even know any yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless of the whole slavery thing, regardless of the fact that during the during 1776, when, when the... When America broke off from Great Britain, black people were slaves. Outside of that, they don't even know. They don't even know. The, they don't even know why white date. people celebrate. Yeah, they did. They don't, they don't. They don't even know the, the significance of the date, July 4, 1776. They don't understand that on this day, yeah. America broke off from Great Britain. I bet they don't even know that. I regardless agree. of the. See, but I, bet, I bet the main part of the reason they celebrated just because of ignorance, just yeah. because of this is the day where I do that. Where I, a lot of people say it's a day off. Shit, it's a day off from family. We all got a day off. We go and get together and hang out. <laughs> Here's my thing. Okay, it's cool when you're ignorant about something and you don't know. Can't yeah. blame you for something you don't know no better. But when I tell you, hey, brother, you celebrating this day that white people celebrating when they celebrating you being a slave. They celebrating that when they got free and they fought for independence. You were still a slave. You tell somebody that, and their response is, oh, nigga, I'm about to hell that blackity black shit. <laughs> I just want to cook out and have fun with my family. And it's like, all right, bro, I'm not saying you can't cook out and have fun with your family. Not on this day, though. But why I got to be on this day? It can't be this day. Why I got to be when the white man tell you? And white people are celebrating for the for the, for the, for the significance of it. You ask a white person, white same people thing. Know. White people ask know. a white person, what is the significance of the 4th of July? 
And a white kid could tell you, in 1776, on July 4th, the forefathers of this country wrote the Declaration of Independence, and it was it was a sim- it was symbolic of a people deciding that they were not going to stand for tyranny and injustice and oppression anymore. The, the here's the thing: the reason that black people don't know the significance of this day is because if we truly understood what it was about, we wouldn't partake in it. If we truly, if black people analyzed the preamble to the Declaration of Independence, we would see that the same reason the colonists fought to be free from Britain, we have the same exact argument. I went through it in class tonight. The same argument the colonists had to break free from Great Britain, we have that same argument. The colonists broke free from Great Britain because they were tired of being oppressed, they were tired of being subjugated, they were tired of being ruled over, they were tired of being treated like second-class citizens, and so they said, and, and the, you know what I'm saying, and, and over time, and when it comes for two people to dissolve the bands between one another, they got to they gotta go ahead and set forth their argument for the rest of humanity to be able to understand why they're breaking free. And so the colonists listed how they was oppressed, and it was a pattern of oppression and you, what is it called, abuses and, us, and usurpations that allowed them to see that the British had a pattern of abuse and treating them wrong that they needed to break free from that government to set free. Well, since we've been in this country for the past 400 years, we've seen that there's a pattern of abuses and usurpations that has shown that there's never going to be nothing good for our people in this country. Yeah, you may get a couple brothers that slip through the cracks. You may get a couple that get wealthy and affluent and they're able to make success for themselves in America. But what does that mean for our people? Them 13 colonists didn't look at George Washington and say, oh, he's a great general. He, he's rich. They didn't look at Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin and say, oh, these are men who are men of prestige and renown. That's good enough. They said, no, nah, if one of us is being oppressed and enslaved, then all of us are being oppressed and enslaved. They do not want black people to see themselves that way which is why they let a few token niggas get in. And those token niggas that get in are never allowed to come back and actually do effective work to change the mindset and the, and the goal of our people as a collective. You know what I'm saying? A lot, there's a lot of black philanthropists, a lot of black, rich, wealthy Negroes who, you know, they might donate to some goddamn Red Cross or they might, you know, start a non-profit organization. But where's the goddamn Jay-Z school of business? Where's the Jay-Z school of business class being taught in the community goddamn college? Where's the, you know, the Kanye West goddamn uh, engineer studio classes being held in the middle school? If you are these rich entertainers and these, and I'm just using them too because they, they, they prominent. You could do Oprah, you could do Colin Powell, you could do a million of these niggas that's rich in America. What the hell are they really doing for our people? They're doing nothing because they can't, because they didn't learn the lessons from the colonists from 1776 and understand how to really truly fight for freedom and fight for, and this, understand this, them colonists wasn't fighting for equality with Great Britain. They wasn't fighting to be treated equal. They wasn't fighting to be, you know, accepted by the British. They was fighting for their own shit. You've been marching for 60 years in America. You've been protesting. Please, master, please love us. Please, master, please be equal with us. Please, master, please give us jobs. Give us us education, master. And ain't shit changed. Why? There's no such thing as equality, man. It's never existed in humanity. There's no equality. There's always going to be a hierarchy or a class system that exists. 
What we need to do is say, this American way of life don't work for us. This American governmental system don't work for us. We got to completely dissolve following this system, and we need to go ahead and start our own shit. That's what we're doing in the ISUPK. That's what black man, angry black man media advocates. It does, we ain't fuck equality. I don't want to be equal with a bunch of murderers and rapists and homosexuals and transgender, transvestite type of, type of people. I want to be free and independent to go ahead and, and, and determine what the future for myself and my people going to be on our own. I ain't trying to be joined to what America doing or joined to what the white man doing. We trying to create something that's new and that's greater than that and the inspiration is the Bible. You know what I'm saying? So if you still loving the white man in 2018, if you still see there's nothing wrong with getting down with his celebration and lighting fireworks, all them things are symbolic of murdering you. Them fireworks are symbolic of the bombs, the cannons going off trying to keep your ass in slavery. The red, white, and blue is the goddamn the police that's locking your ass up, keeping you oppressed, keeping you subjugated. Damn this white man and damn all his symbolism. And, you know, there's things that's going on with this holiday that you don't even understand is subconsciously affecting your mind. You go forth to celebrate this white man's holiday, teach your children to celebrate it. You setting the next generation back 250 years. Imagine niggas from 1776 celebrating the goddamn Independence Day. They slaves in the cotton field. What you think the slaves that was there the day they signed the Declaration of Independence right here in Philadelphia was thinking? They coming in and bring master. They goddamn iced tea and they lemonade. Them crackers in there talking about goddamn all men are created equal. We hold these truths to be self-evident. It was really none of their concern. Meanwhile, you got a goddamn slave. It was really what the slaves concerned? Yeah, it wasn't really nothing that they even worried about. But I'm saying that the slaves wanted them crackers dead. Yeah. They wasn't like, yeah, white man getting free, Mr. Jefferson. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Washington, go ahead and get your freedom, boss. <laughs> they was praying in, the, in their own minds. I pray these crackers die and drop dead and all this shit they doing go to hell. You, here you are celebrating and having a goddamn cookout with burgers and hot dogs and spare ribs and shit. You niggas is disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself because your ancestors are ashamed of you. But guess what? They ain't ashamed of us. We recognize they suffering they plight and we know we living under the same conditions that they living under. The same prayers our ancestors had for freedom and, and, and independence, we have. Our, our ancestors ain't want to be equal. You think the prayers of the slaves being beaten in the field was, I just want to live like a white man. I just want to be equal like a white man. No, they wanted freedom. They wanted to rule over the white man. They wanted to not no longer be in chains and be beat down. They wanted to be the one putting the chains on and doing the whipping. Only way we're going to be able to get there, y'all, is if we dissolve the bands that tie us to these people and go forth to set about our own government, our own way of life. But guess what? In order to be able to do that, we got to get rid of all the things that we've benefited from this society. Everything about America ain't been completely horrible for us. For some of y'all, there's things you love about America, like you can smoke weed, you can go have sex with hoes, hell, you can be a faggot on the low, you can, you, you can go hang your woman, go eat pussy with you and another woman. You, 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 you putting a foot of rod in your woman, she eating another woman out. You doing all that freak nasty shit. Guess what? And this new government we're going to have, this all black government, ain't going to be no homosexuals. Ain't going to be no freaks, no uh, threesomes. You ain't going to be able to have sex with a woman and pass off. In this new government, you have sex with a woman, you keeping her for life. God damn it. Yeah, it make you think twice about them nasty hoes you putting your rod up in. You understand? You're going to be a woman, you're going to be in this new government. You can't be no hoe. You get to choose one man to have sex with the rest of your life. You give the wrong nigga the pussy, that's it. You short. I don't want to hear no whining, no complaining. You should have waited, goddammit. 
You understand? We got rules and laws in place to govern every aspect of your life, and you can partake of this this newly revolutionary, free and independent and 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 free thinking uh, movement that we got going on. But you can't carry none of that American nonsense in here. You ain't bringing none of your weed, none of your pills. You ain't popping no mollies in here. You ain't gang banging. You ain't shooting nobody up. You're going to come in here and learn how to be righteous and love your brother as you love yourself and obey rules and keep laws. And that's how we're going to be able to prosper as a people. But you're going to have to lose all that American bullshit. Ain't no democracy, nigga. Ain't no voting. Ain't no elections. You understand? You're going to fall in line and, and be given a rank and be a goddamn soldier. You're a woman. You're going to fall in line under your husband if you ain't got a husband. You're going to fall in line under the priests that lead in your community. The only way we're going to be able to change and have something that works is going to be, it ain't going to be all sweet and loving. You ain't going to be able to take all the American bullshit you got and bring it into this new world, but you can't have a world where you can be free, where you can be independent, where you ain't got to worry about the oppression and the tyranny of white people. And if y'all don't think that time is coming, man, you better look around. How much longer black people going to be calling 911? Every time you call 911, I'm seeing stories of old ladies getting shot, nigga retarded kids getting gunned down. Woman called the police because her man ain't giving the right amount. You know what I'm saying? He came too quick that night. She mad. Called the cops on him. Shit, they arguing. This cops killed that nigga. She ain't getting no more robbed now. And the nigga just came up. He came up 15 seconds short one night. Ariana said he's gone. Nigga don't get the chance to try it over tomorrow. He don't get to come back tomorrow night with the full steam for How much longer we going to call 911? You see what happened? And if we take justice into our own hands, how long are we going to not have a system in place to deal with problems in our community. You've seen what happened up there in the Bronx. Some little broad shouldn't be having sex yet, or if she's gonna have sex, she should be given away by her father or by her brothers to an honorable man. She's throwing the pussy to some nasty cat up there in the Bronx. He having sex with her, making videotapes about it. Her brothers found out, she go tell them, nah, this little cat did it. They go hunt the nigga down and stab him up, murder him in front of the goddamn store. Now he dead, they go to jail, come to find out the hoe, ain't even tell her brothers who actually had her on the camera. And what we now, in that situation, calling 911 ain't gonna help 911, gonna say, listen, you got your little hoe on your hands, you got to deal with your sister being a hoe, and the video out there, you got to deal with that, she's a slut. It's like America ain't got, like you said, America ain't got no law, very few laws concerning sex. Yeah, America got no laws concerning sex. You can be a hoe underneath America. And that's what causes all the drama in our neighborhood. If we just be honest about it, all the violence that's happening in the black community is about Some two hope. things. Some pussy and money. Yeah. That's what niggas beefing over. Niggas beefing over some pussy or some money. If niggas, get in the, if niggas step on your shoe in the club and you get to fighting, you mad because that shoe is what's going to get you some pussy. <laughs> niggas step on your shoe. Nigga, you know, these is going to get me late Do you understand night. why? Do you understand? God damn it. You <laughs> fucked up the outfit that's supposed to get me some pussy tonight. Bang, bang, shoot him up, nigga dead. Cut. You understand? <laughs> America don't have any laws that governs how to deal with women or sexual situations. America has very little rules on how to deal with money. Nigga owe you $20. Nigga owe you $50. America ain't got no rules for that. We need rules in our community for that. And we need little judicial pockets where there's judges, where when there's a beef, Instead of you going and kill this cat or going to harm this cat or even going to ask for your money back, you go to the neighborhood judge and say, listen, man, I got an issue with this brother. The brother owe me some money. This is the situation. The judge will go find the brother. Hey, 
we got a, we, we, we heard there's a dispute with you and so-and-so, you owe him some money. What's the story? Boom, the judge decided, listen, man, you got 10 days to pay this cat his $20. Brother, you got to wait 10 days for the $20. Or the judge could say, boom, I'm paying him the $20. Now you owe me. You got 10 days to pay me this $20. You try to run from the judge, they just send the bounty hunters to come get you. Not no crackers, not no dog in the drug addict white boy, but we're going to send some brothers to come tighten you up for that $20. But that way, ain't nobody got to die, ain't nobody got to go to jail. You a brother, you a father, you find out your daughter, somebody did something sexual nasty with your daughter, boom, we go find the cat, bring him into the judge, the father get to confront him, hey man, you had sex with my daughter, you know I love my daughter, you supposed to come to me first as a man, you supposed to come ask for permission to get with my daughter. Hell, and, and the counsel of the man might say, well, your daughter's a hoe, sir. She's a slut. She's fucking everybody. I'm like the third nigga to hit it. Then Excuse the father, me, sir. Then the father got to deal with the fact he got a hoe as a daughter. You got to give your daughter a hoe, sir. You got to put some reins on her. Maybe find somebody that want to keep her, but she's a hoe. Yeah, this brother wasn't in the wrong, but we deal with it that way rather than just a bunch of violence and shooting and killing and hurting each other, and then nothing gets solved. We got to realize that there's a... It's everything that's designed in this system for us to look like savages and to treat each other like savages was designed purposefully that way. We ain't got to live that way, man. We can have our own government within this government. We can have our own system within the system. You understand? We can have our own everything right under the radar of what this white man is doing and we can thrive and prosper and live deliciously. I mean, we're doing it already. That's what Diana Super cares about. Y'all see us on the corner saying the white man the devil and talking against drug dealers and telling black women to shut their mouth and stop being hoes and cover up their behind. Y'all think we wrong. Y'all think we crazy when really we the only ones that got the solutions. You know who I ain't worried about dying tonight on the 4th of July? All my brothers because we ain't out there doing no dumb shit. I ain't got to worry about nobody. Fingers getting blown up, no kids' toes getting blown off. I ain't got to worry about niggas getting hit by those straight bullets because we in the crib. I ain't got to worry about no brothers getting locked up. Run-ins with the police. Ain't nobody can worry about nobody driving drunk tonight. Why? Because we, 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 we got rules in place on how we govern ourselves. All the death and all the destruction that's going to happen to black people all across this country tonight is because we lack, we lack knowledge of what's going on, but we also lack a system of rules, checks, and balances to keep us in line and make sure we're doing the right thing. We need some goddamn accountability, man. We need some, some, some people in our community that get the authority to lay the smack down or keep brothers and sisters in line because having a white man to be the one to keep you in line, we see how that's working for us. We see how that's working for us. We can't, we can't trust these white people to do anything right. We can't trust these white people to lead and guide us in any kind of way. That's why the neighborhood's so destroyed. They got cases coming out every other day. On Commander General Yohanna show Monday, he did a case where a goddamn Baltimore cop just got sentenced to life because for the past 25 years, he's been fucking smuggling all the dope in the goddamn Baltimore, had niggas working for him, paying him 30000 a month. He making all the money off all the dope that's flooding in Baltimore, but this the goddamn police. This who's supposed to protect and serve, he goddamn extorting niggas, making niggas sell dope, but that's what we're supposed to trust to, to watch over us? Damn that. You know what I'm saying? We need a system in place where we watch over us because ain't nobody gonna love us like we're gonna love ourselves. Ain't nobody gonna care for you like you're gonna care for yourself. Problem is, you trying to be like the white man, you trying to make it in this white man's world, you gonna look at black people the same way white people look at black people. They ain't nothing but a bunch of niggas, a bunch of savages, a bunch of cutthroats. And that's why your black police officers don't do nothing when the white police killing you. That's why your black police officers don't stand up for you and don't say nothing for you because they look at you just the same way the white man look at you. That's what you get for envying your oppressor.
damn that. We need to be better than that. I'm running on, man. What you, you got something to say? Um, no, nothing in particular, no. Pretty much said it all. Niggas need to get it together, man. They need to get it together. Get it together. Niggas gotta get it together. Come on, man. Get it together. We're dying out here. We just fucked up. We gotta do something, nigga. Stop celebrating this white man bullshit. But nah, oh, that's real talk, though, y'all. We gotta really. Now is the time that the strong men need to stand forward and be present. Now's the time all you black women saying y'all strong. Now's the time all you strong black women need to get behind a strong black man and keep him up. Support these strong black men. Be a backbone. Be a crutch. Be a goddamn support system. You understand? Use some of that money you got. Put your money behind your black man and help him build this nation up. Now, if you got a black man that ain't building this nation up, pay your tithes. Support the men that is doing building this nation up. And you want to go have sex with an old crazy drug dealer nigga that want to go shoot up the block? No sweat. You give him all the vagina in the world, send your money to us. You understand? That's what we need right now in the black community. We need strong black men to stand up, and we need strong black women to stand behind the black men. I don't want your vagina. He can have it. Send us the money so we can do what we're supposed to do. And we can help build these brothers and these sisters up, man, because that's the next step in truly transforming the face of what it means to be black, Latino, and Native Indian in America. And I think, if I could, I think, the, I think the problem, too, with black people is that most of us don't feel like we're struggling enough. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the biggest problem. Brothers in the school, we already felt like, we already feel like black, the black community is already bad enough. That's why we yeah. in here doing what we do. Yeah, and I think the ma- the majority of black people don't really feel like they're struggling, yeah. or at least don't want to admit that they're struggling. Yeah, and that's why they don't. That's why very few go to action to try to change their mm-hmm. lives because they're very America is very good at making you feel like everything is okay. Yeah, they, so. give you, they give you enough. They give you enough lust to where it feels like, yeah, I'm poor, but I get to smoke after this. Yeah. I get to fuck this bitch after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They give you enough to where I feel to 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 to, to be okay with being a slave. Yeah. Black people need to have really we need more suffering. Because right. some of us is gonna have to suffer more than for the matter, for 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 the to, to really wake up. I agree. You know I agree. And what you're saying is heavy because the the role that we play is not okay, this is the role that we play. Good. It is the white man is the one who's taught us that we ain't that bad. Okay. It could always be worse. I ain't a crackhead living on the streets. Okay. Could be worse. White people are the ones who have who have learned to live with problems. White people are fucking psychotic. <laughs> They're murderers and rapists and killers, and they eat meat raw and they have sex with their children. They the ones that taught us. You're not as bad as the next person. White people, the, the philosophy of Europeans is it could always be worse. And if it ain't as bad as it could be, then you're doing all you're right. Doing all right. White people, when they came to colonize America, they sent the worst of the rapists and the killers and the, the horrible, disgusting bowels of society. They weren't sending, they weren't sending scholars and affluent men. They weren't sending knights in shining armor to come colonize America. They sent rapists and murderers and thieves and threw them on some boats and said, take your ass over there and go kill them people. This America was built, the blood of America is the blood of rapists and murderers and killers and and rebels, which is why these white kids are shooting up the schools. 
Which is why black women keep going missing in America. Black men going missing. Babies going missing. These white people have psych, super psychotic problems, which is why they're pushing acceptance of homosexuality, acceptance of uh, transgenderism, acceptance of you know violent disorders. These white people know that they have problems, but their philosophy on having problems is don't fight against the problems, just accept it. You're a murderer, accept that rage and take this medicine and play video games. You're a rapist, you gotta, you gotta, you know, get in the bondage and S&M and getting tied up and getting whipped. You like, you know, you're a man that like sex with a man, then get into, you know, pegging and all that other nasty ass dildos and all that funky shit that white people into. We've learned from white people how to deal with mental disorders. We've learned from white people how to deal with sexual disorders. You understand? That was never something that we accepted in our community. We always used to deal with shit. You talk about something, you have a problem, you, you're a man, you're too soft, your daddy toughen you out. Toughen you up and get rid of that softness. You're a girl, you're too fast and loose, your mama will tell you, girl, you better stop being a hungry, you're being nasty, you're going to get pregnant. They would shame, we were used to shame certain shit out of us. Because of white people, we've learned to not be ashamed anymore. And we've learned to hide your problems. You broken, you poor, you got to front like you got money. You got to stunt. You got to stunt. You got to do it big. You you ain't got no goddamn, you know, it's just horrible shit that we living in. You got a goddamn, you know, whatever car, Monte Carlo sitting on 28s, but you're living in a two-bedroom shack <laughs> with no goddamn air conditioning in the backwoods in Louisiana somewhere. That's mental trauma. That's disorder that we've learned from white people. We try to let you know. Wake up. The white man is the devil the Bible speaks of. He hates your guts and we are in hell. We suffering. You ain't got to hide it. You ain't got to front. You can acknowledge that you're suffering. Come get some help. We ain't the Christian church. We ain't trying to fuck your mother or put penis in your little girl's mouth. We're trying to help you to get you right. Trying to warn you. It's only... Excuse me. It's only going to get worse. We fucked up, y'all. We in hell. We suffering oppression. They murdering us. They killing us. They shipping the Mexicans' babies across the border. We next. Wake up. Let's do something about it now. Like the brother said, a lot of y'all only going to wake up when it get worse. We trying to warn you so it don't got to get no worse. You know what I'm saying? These white people taught you to be comfortable in oppression. You ain't supposed to be comfortable in this shit. You understand? Where is the Frederick Douglasses and the goddamn W.B. Du Bois and the Booker T's from the 1900s? You want to know why them cats came up? Why they struggled to go to school and learn and be educated? Because they knew that they were up against a formidable foe. The problem is the white man that got you in his school system, got you learning from his teachers, got you learning his history, and you don't realize that you are oppressed. You don't realize how much you suffer. You don't realize a lot of us. A lot of the people that make it out the ghetto don't realize that they make it out the ghetto with post-traumatic stress disorder. They mentally, psychologically traumatized. That's why they don't come back to the ghetto, because who want to go back to that shit? You make it to that gated community and wearing nice suits every day and saying hi to Bob and drinking Starbucks coffee. You don't want to go back to the, the, the bodega to get your coffee. You don't want to go back to shopping at the goddamn the, the $5 socks bin. I get my socks at a goddamn Mrs. Ben's fucking... Salaki. I bodega, get a goddamn bodega gives some good food every now. Nah, bodega got good food, but the rich niggas don't think that. <laughs> it ain't that fresh food shit. The bodega is not giving you fresh food turkey meat. It ain't the little salmon with the with the little garlic. Yeah, it ain't, nah, shit. it ain't got all that little shit. The, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The bodega shit still. Some of they shit still come out the can. You understand? Know 
I get the goddamn but <laughs> the point we making is we all suffering trauma. The thing is, you cannot depend on this white man to heal you because you don't know how to heal his damn self. We got this. We got this. The key and the solution to healing ourselves and it starts with breaking free from everything that you've been taught, everything you've been programmed to believe and accept. Starting with, it's okay to celebrate the Fourth of July. I'm just getting together with my family and having a good time. We just want like a little fireworks for the kids. That's what white people taught you. When in actuality, you're celebrating the fact that you'll never seek freedom. For yourself by celebrating how the white man got his freedom. Instead of celebrating on the 4th of July, every black family should take the preamble to the Declaration of Independence and read it with their children and say, you see kids, the same way the colonists fought against tyranny and oppression, we gonna fight against tyranny and oppression. We gonna understand what these white people, white people, they empathetic towards their own suffering, but they are not empathetic towards yours. But you still can take the same same ideology and the same philosophy that white people use to get free and free your goddamn self. See, we free thinking back here, man. We don't give a damn about what nobody think or what nobody say. We go to our goddamn slavery and work our nine to five and get our check cash just like you. We just not going to give our spirit to these devils. Devil got my body. I said, I need to get food, uh, clothing, and shelter from the devil. I'm going to go to the devil, work my job, pay my bills. But he ain't going to get my spirit. He ain't going to get my thinking. And he ain't going to get the spirit of my children. I'm not going to allow the same mistakes that my grandparents and my parents repeated by feeding me the white man bullshit. I'm not going to do that to my kids. And it starts with you. I don't give a damn if your grandmama celebrated it, your granddaddy celebrated it, if everybody celebrated it. You be the one to stop the goddamn trend. You wanted to be the first nigga to go to college in your family. You, wasn't, you ain't stopped the tradition of just being a piece of shit. <laughs> you, you want to be the first nigga to go to college Well be the first nigga to teach your children About how evil 4th of July is Then dig a little deeper, stay in class a little bit Follow me, you're going to learn that Christmas Is evil as hell, you're going to learn Thanksgiving is disgusting, you're going to learn That uh, damn Valentine's Day Is just trying to get your woman to be a prostitute Follow me, you'll hate the hell out of all these conversations. You'll be able to teach your children To raise them up, and you'll be thank, They'll thank you for that The legacy you'll leave for your family is that You taught them something that the white man refused to allow them to learn on their own. And that's what Angry Black Man Media is about, man. So damn the 4th of July, all you niggas that ate them goddamn hamburgers and hot dogs and did the damn, uh, uh, what's the fuck is this? The Star Spangled Banner, did your fireworks, you should be ashamed of yourself, your ancestors rolling in, your God- in their goddamn grave. You should ask forgiveness from the Most High for the evil you did today and never do it again. Facts. Facts. You understand? Now, if we can transition, I want to let y'all know if anybody got a comment or a question y'all want to come on, just let me know, man. I can bring y'all on the camera. Y'all can, you know what I'm saying? Come on, get it in live with us. Um, in the news, today, a black lady climbed up on the Statue of Liberty. I don't know if she was black. Okay, it might not have been black. I don't know what she was. A dark, a, a melanated person. Melanated. A melanated. <laughs> this is gay. Who did this? Who see this is American? I need to break free from this shit. I do this shit too much. I can't. This shit is gay. Air quotes. Nah, but you shouldn't. Yeah, melanated on, is in here. Melanated. <laughs> Whatever. Goddamn it. She had dark skin. Dark skin. A woman that looked like she, you know, she got a. She ain't got a white people tan. She got some, you know, dark blood in the body. She climbed up on the Statue of Liberty on the feet, and she held up a shirt that said "Rise." Over something. Anyway, she was. She was protesting immigration. You welcome, Tracy Young. That's what we do it for. 
You know what I'm saying? You reach one person, then your job, your mission was accomplished. That's what they say. I don't know about all that. Man, we trying to meet you. That's, that's, that's a consolation we're prize. We trying to reach a million, but I'm trying Tracy to Young, you the MVP. We think I'm trying to do a little more than one. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If one person was look, looking at, looking at this video, I'd be upset. So. I would a little bit. No, nah, <laughs> I would too, though. I would too, though. Thank you to the other 27 of y'all. I would for sure. Shout out to Tracy Young. You know what I'm saying? I know all y'all want to get shouted out. Just holler at me. I shout all y'all out. If you come through, show some love. But um, yeah, she she was she she, she was she was protesting um. Uh, the uh, ICE was that immigration. Uh, what's it called? Immigration. Um, I don't know what does ICE. What is ICE? I, mean, I think it would the C stand for. Immigration. Um, customs reform. No. I mean, I mean customs enforcement. Yeah. I don't know ICE. Yeah, well, she, she was she was she was protesting. The, I'm assuming all was going on on the border with the uh, with the immigrants coming in and they getting separated. Mm-hmm. Their families getting separated. I'm assuming it was, it was immigration and customs enforcement. Yeah. Okay, she was, so no, go ahead, go ahead. And, I, and I'm assuming it was at, I assuming that it was at the uh, yeah, Statue Island. of Liberty, yeah. Ellis Island, because I think on, on the Statue of Liberty they got that that quote about liberty. where it said, "Bring all your tired and your poor." And yeah. it's, it's it's like it's like a, it's like a quote, you know, yeah. encouraging people from other nations that are poor and that's fucked up to come yeah. to America to find better a better life. Okay. Now, for sure, that was a valiant thing that lady did. And here's what we got to do. Whenever something like this happens, what we got to stop doing as black people is dismissing people as crazy. And that's something that we've done for years. We, you know, Somebody act out, they do something wild, and that's out of, out of the norm. We quick to say, oh, they crazy, man, or they on drugs. Sometimes people don't be crazy. Sometimes people don't be on drugs. Sometimes people be trying to find the most outrageous way to draw attention to something that's extremely messed up. And what that lady did, climbing up on that Statue of Liberty, is her way of trying to show how extremely messed up what's happening to the Latinos on the borders of America is. Now, here's a news flash for a lot of y'all. I know everybody right now, immigration is a big thing. That everybody's talking about, we all up in arms about it because Donald Trump is an evil, disgusting, racist bastard, and he's re he's he's uh, revitalizing the spirit of racism and hatred towards the slaves and the descendants of the slaves in America in an amazing way. But here's what we got to understand about the reality of America. America has always and has has always been and always will be against blacks, Latinos, and Native Indians and for the advancement of white people. While everybody is up in arms about Donald Trump and about what's happening with immigration right now, it's a good thing because it's drawing attention to a problem that has existed in this country for a long time. Fact of the matter is, in eight years under Barack Obama, more blacks, Latinos, and Native Indians from the Caribbean, Central and South America was deported under Barack Obama than under every single U.S. president before him. I Meaning all the racist devils, George Bush, Bill Clinton, Reagan, goddamn Carter, Ford, Roosevelt, all of them devils dating back to all them devils that hated niggas that ruled in America. None of them deported more of our people than Barack Obama. Donald Trump doing a hell of a job. He's doing a horrible, evil thing, what he's doing at that border. But Donald Trump has not deported more of our people than Barack Obama did. But all you black people saw that dark skin face in office, y'all rushed to the polls, 
rush to vote, you understand? And you don't even realize that Barack Obama did more breaking up of families than Donald Trump could ever dream of doing. Barack Obama sent more brothers and sisters to Haiti, to Jamaica, to Trinidad, to Costa Rica, to El Salvador, to Mexico. He deported more of them than every U.S. president before him. This immigration issue is something that has been going on since the days of slavery because it's just slavery all over again. Not to mention, shit, I'm, excuse my language, not to mention what they're doing with the Department of Human Services in America and Child Protective Services. You thought the, you thought the white man stopped taking your kids and selling them to different plantations. What the hell do you think Child Protective Services is? What do you think DHS in Philly, they call it DHS, Department of Human Services. They come take your kids. Child Protective Services in Washington, D.C., where I grew up, come take your kids. You don't never see them no more. You got a foster care system in America that's, that's beyond, you know, beyond riches and wealth. Another thing, too, you know what I realized is a very booming, booming uh, industry in America, and I didn't realize until I moved to, I moved to Philly, is the goddamn, they call them home, home health aides, the nurses that, that stay home yeah. for people to help that shit is just a living made, bro. Yeah. Like I thought, like I thought, you know, slavery was over. I thought the days of niggas' moms being maids and cleaning white people's houses and you know making their beds and serving their food. I thought that shit was over. That is still in existence. How do you raise a young girl to be a a damn housemaid or a nurse or a house servant? You just raise her in child protective services. Raise her up, you know what I'm saying? What do these white people adopting these black kids? What do you think they teaching these black kids to do? Be great? They teaching these black kids to go be amazing and be astronauts? No, they teaching these black kids to be servants. These white people is adopting these black kids so they can have an in-house slave. <laughs> you laugh? I'm dead I mean, serious. I was imagining like, what you think these little black kids is being adopted is doing in these white houses besides scrubbing toilets? White man tell you to get them uh, clean some shit. What you gonna do? No. Tom Cruise adopts you. You gonna not clean up? You gonna clean, goddammit. You gonna clean and scrub and be an in-house... Get up and clean this room. In-house <laughs> All the white kids jumping around having fun. All the kids having fun. Tom Cruise coming to the room and saying, God damn it, Devontae, clean this shit up. Devontae, clean this shit up. All Jerome, that scrub that toilet. God damn it, Shaniqua, <laughs> clean this shit up. <laughs> clean it up. It ain't funny. But that's what's happening in this country. Ain't nothing changed. You understand? Nothing is different, man. It's still the same thing. We still slaves. We still suffering just like we always have. That is what this whole thing about the immigration and the stuff going on at the border is about. White people are trying to reestablish their dominance and their superiority. See, for the past 10 years, all these census numbers have been coming out and saying white people are going to be minorities in the next 10 years, and Mexicans and Latinos are going to overtake white people as a majority in this country. You thought white people were just going to sit back and let that shit happen? You thought white people were just going to sit back and let you outnumber them? White people know how to keep power, man. They've been in power for 400 years. You think it's an accident? You understand? Man, if I'm going to come through and answer some of these questions. JT Jackson, I'm going to answer some of these questions for y'all. For the, uh, the brother... That was the only actual question, actual question I read. No, nah, this one here. I'm going to address something. The brother Sean Dumas, if you're a female, I apologize. But Sean Dumas said I got on here late. My family is going to celebrate the 4th this year for the first time. We did celebrate Juneteenth. Give your brother a hand. Give a family a hand. You broke free. You got
got free of the oppression of the white man and you separated from that July 4th, July 4th and you celebrated Juneteenth, that's a good thing. It's a positive step in a positive direction. But let me help you out a little bit with the Juneteenth. This is something y'all can go research for yourselves or something that you can go look up. The, declarate, uh, the, the Emancipation Proclamation that Abraham Lincoln gave in 1864 did not free anyone. I'm going to say it one more, time. The, one more time. the Emancipation Proclamation that Abraham Lincoln gave during the Civil War did not free any slaves. Here's what happened during the Emancipation Proclamation, and this is what that whole transaction was about. The Emancipation Proclamation, and if you go look up in the legal dictionary, the definition of the word emancipate is to transfer ownership or to transfer authority from one party to another. Emancipation, or to emancipate someone, does not mean to set them free. A child today in America can go to court and get emancipated from their parents, but then the state will become their guardian. Emancipation is not freedom. Emancipation is transferring ownership or guardianship or authority from one party to another. What, what Abraham Lincoln did with the Emancipation Proclamation is said, slave owners in the South, you're no longer going to have slaves. They'll no longer be your property. They will be the property of the United States government. With the 13th and the 14th Amendment, the reason why the 13th and the 14th Amendments coupled each other is because the 13th Amendment made slavery illegal or made slavery legal as punishment for a crime, the 14th Amendment created a new class of person that never existed before in this country, which was called a citizen. Prior to, uh, prior to the 14th Amendment, there were no citizens of the United States of America. All you had was freedmen, free, free people, and slaves. There was no such thing as a citizen. The 14th Amendment created citizens, which now meant that everybody who used to be a slave now belong to the government. They were now owned by the government. Which is why after the Civil War, all of the slave owners in the South were given reparations because of the loss of property they experienced from all the slaves being no longer considered their property but now being property of the U.S. government. That whole thing was a big-ass bait and switch, which is why after the Civil, after the Civil, Civil War, what did a lot of the slaves do in the South? They came to the north to do what? Be free? To walk around and go and get their own land and to get their 40 acres and a mule? Hell no. What happened after slavery? Niggas came north and worked in the factories. Niggas left Mississippi, came up to, to, to Detroit, and came up to Chicago. Niggas left Arkansas and came to St. Louis. Niggas left Louisiana and Texas and came up to, uh, give me some north cities, Kansas and Kentucky. You understand? We just left the plantations of the south came to work in the factories of the North, but the white man was still your daddy. And then if you got out of line, guess what? They just made the citizens, put the citizens in prison. Put your ass right back in slavery. You've never been set free in this place. And how could any man ever set you free? Go travel the known history of the world. Go look at every civilization that's ever existed. Show me one people who's ever been free by somebody saying, now you be free, go live your life. Why do you think as a U.S. citizen you got to get a passport before you travel? If we was free, why couldn't I just hop on a boat? Why couldn't I make my own plane? If we really free, why can't I just make my own airplane and go fly? What's with all these regulations and all these organizations to keep a motherfucker trapped if I could really be free? So the Juneteenth is you, you, you taking steps to waking up, and you should be applauded for that. 
But Juneteenth ain't nothing to celebrate because we still slaves, man. We still being beat, still being worked to death. Hell, look at you. Look at the life of a slave in 1776. You a slave in 1776 to keep a roof over your head, clothes on your back, food on the table. You get up in the morning, you go to that guy, report to that goddamn slavery. For some niggas, the slavery was cotton in the field. For some niggas, it was working in the big house. For some of us, it was cutting down trees. Some of us is building a house. Some of us, it was, you know, building furniture. Well, goddamn, you go, you get up today, you go to work at Starbucks. Same thing. Go to work at McDonald's. You go to work in the office building. Some of y'all work in the office building. Wearing nice clothes, sitting air conditioning, answering phones, typing on the computer. Hell, some of y'all bad bitches out there. Holler at me in the inbox. You go to work for a Fortune 500 company. You big willy. Got the cell phone and the emails and you coordinating this and coordinating that. But guess what? At the end of the day, you get your check. Where that money go? Go right back to master. You go right back to the white man to get your clothes, get your food, get your shelter. Some of us got nicer clothes than others. Nicer food than others, nicer shelter than others, but you're still a goddamn slave. Your life ain't changed in this place for 400 fucking years. Why, guess what happened? Your ancestors, they working on their job. The goddamn, the, the, the goddamn field general, he on the horse with the goddamn whip. What you praying for? I pray he don't come around here with that whip. I pray he don't come down my field line with this bullshit. You in the house, you pray master don't, don't catch you looking sexy. You pray the, uh, the mistress, master's wife, don't, you know, see your thing showing through your pants. You praying that the day leave you the hell alone. Why? Because you don't want to deal with none of this cracking nonsense today. But if the master run up on your woman and squeeze her butt while she at the job, what's she going to do? If the mistress see that big old man dingo in, your, in, your, in your, your goddamn house pants, you in the house fluffing pillows and shit, she say, oh, my God, Tommy, I see you excited today. What you going to do? You guys are short. The field general come through with the whip. He slapped your ass across the back with the whip. What you going to do? You going to yell. You going to fight. You going to rebel. Then you get your ass whipped. Same thing with the police today. You traveling from plantation to plantation. Let's say your job is to take the milk from Mr. Johnson's plantation to the other plantations. You get stopped on the road. Where your pass at, boy? Let's say you, for, you was in a rush. You forgot your goddamn pass. You ain't got your field pass to be traveling. It's just like I ain't having your license. What you doing out here, boy? What business you doing? Where the hell are you going? I got to check all of this inventory you got. That's the same goddamn life you live in today. It's the same life our ancestors were living on that plantation, which is why, especially why days like today is so goddamn evil, man. Don't forget about your ancestors and the shit they went through because you going through it. How could you forget about it? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Juneteenth is nice to celebrate, but you ain't more free. On, on June 19th, 1865, your ass was no more free than you was July 4th, 1776. It's the same shit. There's a little bit of information for y'all to go check out if y'all want to look into that. The legal definition of emancipation is not to set free, but to transfer ownership. You understand? Now, Brother J.T. Jackson said, can you please explain what a moor is and a little history on a moorish king so we can stop calling each other nigger? Well, first, J.T., I'm going to help you understand why calling each other nigger is healthy and honorable and you should embrace being a nigger. If you get the Bible out, Acts the 13th chapter, verse 1. The Bible talks about some men who were preachers or teachers in the church that was at Antioch. It talks about a man named Barnabas and a man named Simeon, and they were called Niger, N-I-G-E-R, Niger. They were called Niger. Why was Barnabas and Simeon called Niger? Because Barnabas and Simeon were black, because Barnabas and Simeon had dark skin. Barnabas and Simeon were called Niger because that is what black men have always been called. 
You always been called nigger because niger is a Latin word which means black. Now, how did lat how did the Latin word niger turn into nigger or nigger today? Crackers in America can't speak no English. Crackers in America can't speak no Latin, can't speak no French. So them crackers in the South who was calling you nigger is because they could not pronounce niger. They weren't learned. They couldn't, they, they weren't affluent. They couldn't speak English good. So niger, which means black, turned into nigger, which just means black. I'm proud to be a nigger. I'm proud to be a nigger just like Barnabas and just like Simeon. My brother here is a nigger, and being a nigger is great and amazing. Now, when a cracker called me nigger, I know this is a cracker that hate black people. I know when the, when the white man called me nigger, he means ignorant and stupid and dumb and all that bullshit. But when I call my brother nigger or I address myself as a nigger, I'm calling myself black royalty, a black priest. The same name that Barnabas and Simeon was given when they was preaching in the church in Antioch. And here's what you got to understand about the church in Antioch. It was all black men that was in there. The priests and the prophets of God have always been black. You open up that book called the Bible. A lot of y'all been lied to about the Bible. A lot of misconceptions about the Bible. The Bible is a black man's book written about black people by black people in black people's slang, which is why they was called niggas. You was a nigga. I'm a nigga. We all niggas. We all niggas. Hey, nigga. What's up, nigga? <laughs> What's going on, nigga? My nigga. Now, you want to talk about the Moors. Okay. A Moor is someone who's from Morocco. If you ain't from Morocco, my nigga, you had a Moor. And Moorish kings are the ones who helped the white Jews enslave us. Put us in slavery, made deals with the white Jews to keep us in slavery. The Moors, the Moors came to America, made deals with the white man's government to make sure that we would be slaves and they would never be slaves. So F the damn Moors, F being Moorish, you ain't no more unless you're from Morocco. And I ain't from Morocco. My, my ancestors, my, my father's bloodline is from Native American Indians who was enslaved by the white man. My grandfather's on my mother's side bloodline is niggas who was enslaved by the white man. We full niggas. I ain't got no more in me at all, so I ain't going to be called no more. The brother Martin Brock said, Negus means king, leader, exalted one. Yes, in the Ethiopian language, but I ain't Ethiopian either. I'm from D.C. Ethiopians come to D.C., they hate niggas. Them Ethiopians don't look at black men in America like niggas. They look at you like the nigger. You ain't the same. It ain't the same thing. When I say nigger, I ain't talking about niggas. I don't speak uh, uh, a retreat. I know what's the name of it. Wow. What's the name of their language, bro? Uh, uh, Ethiopian? No, nah, it's not Ethiopian. It's, you got a name. I used to know that shit. <laughs> anyway, I don't speak Ethiopian. I ain't Ethiopian. I don't want to be called by Ethiopian name. You understand? I thought okay, I thought more outside of like you saying Moroccans was it was like a blanket term for anybody with dark skin. More uh, yes, and more was a blanket term for anybody with dark skin during the, in in Europe okay. when white people would refer to dark skinned Europeans, they would refer to them as Moors because when the Arabs conquered Europe, the Arabs were dark skinned and the Arabs were royalty. They were kings, and so they were called Moors. You understand? But yeah, that's that. Alright. The whole the whole like nigger argument is Hold on real quick, Martin Brock. That's not, that's not true, Martin Brock. Lisa? The Bible was copied from Egyptian papyrus. That's not true. And this ain't the show for arguing with that. Yeah, this is you wanna true. take that to the cross the line radio tomorrow night. Mm. 
mm-hmm. with my brother Tazar. Y'all we good on that, Tazar. bro. We good on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah bro, fall back, man. Yeah, we just trying to have some, just enlighten the people. I need bro. to see that. I need to see. Yeah, I need to man, see the papyrus. Come on, bro. So we can have that debate. I need to see it for yeah, myself, bro. EBK finesse said, "What does Judah? They be calling us a kata. The Africans, yeah, you right. The Africans call us kata." He got that from the movie. Daisy Jackson uh, said yes, and the barbers. I'm with you. Okay, so you understand why I'm coming. Did we all from get that from Jackson? the movie um, Sugar Hill? I think. I think everybody. it's exclusively from the movie. Yeah. I bet no. I bet nobody has heard an African in real life heard say that. What uh, Akata? Yeah, I think it's exclusively. <laughs> I don't know. From, I, don't know. <laughs> I bet you it's exclusively from that movie. I don't Sugar know. Hill. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, everybody. Salute to everybody that's coming through. You know what I'm saying? Everybody coming through, showing some love. It's the Angry Black Man Podcast. We talking about the 4th of July. We just blazed on that. You know what I'm saying? The whole immigration. What's the name? Nah, it's all good, Martin. Brock, we with you, bro. We, we appreciate the input, bro. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Normally, we would prove you wrong about that. This is not the show where we going to go into all of the proving you wrong. This is a show of just love and kicking it and conversation. Cross the line tomorrow night, like, nigga. You yeah, come here. They do just, all the, the breaking down. Yeah, and, yeah. Come here. The etymologies and, and embrace the anger with in me. The be books. angry with me. We, yeah, let's be angry right now. This is together in this show. Let's be the angry. Black people want to come together. <laughs> let's come together and be angry about shit. That's what this show is about. We embracing blackness here. We ain't, you know, you want to talk about your beliefs. And if you want me to prove how you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> I could do that. But I prefer to reserve that for my brothers on the Cross the Line radio tomorrow night. But tonight is the night for togetherness and anger and just appreciating being free thinking and black and awake and aware and getting enlightened a little bit if you're here to learn something. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Salute, you know what I'm saying, to you. Salute to you. Uh, what else happened that we want to talk about? What ratchet shit happened? What's some ratchet happened? Not that I know. Not that I, not, 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 not I remember. You said um, the, the, the the sister that climbed up Empire State Building. Just kind of slow, slow news week. Slow <sighs> news week. Yeah. If anybody can tell us anything that happened out, I can tell you something week. I'm mad about. What? It's a little bit niggerish though. All right, y'all. We dealt with all the serious things. <laughs> now let's dive into the mode. Of, let's, let's let's dive into the pulse of nigger dumb nigger right dumb. now. The little nigga on power gonna make me jump through the screen and kill his little bitch. <laughs> I don't watch this. I don't know why this nigga see fit to keep helping out this bitch. And then the bitch ass light skinned nigga with the big nose. I don't like him. I just generally, I generally don't like none of these niggas on power because all of them is like ex model niggas turned actors. Like, bro, you ain't really an actor, bro. Go ahead, model, bro. <laughs> you ain't Go really an actor. Let me get a goddamn movie role. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, bro. The nigga on power made me highly upset. I was, I was disturbed. With what season is that showing? I stopped make, watching it the first. It's season. like season four, bro. But he's yeah, bro. He made me mad. You know? Power. That nigga's a little hoe. Also, did, did Fifty Cent like come back to life after getting burned? You gotta go watch it, bro. No, I can't. Don't talk to me, bro. You gotta go watch it, dog. But yeah, that little nigga. It was a meme I saw. I was like, can't nobody raise this little nigga. The same yeah, little nigga. I, seen a, I seen a bunch of. Yeah, it was like it was him with Common. Yeah, him and Common in that one movie. Him and damn. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a couple movies he was him in. Him and Ice Cube. He was a yeah. son on barbershop. That little nigga just a rebellious. It was a few cat. movies he was in. The man, some you know 
Um, okay, matter of fact, Valerie, that's a valid point. Thanks to Valerie, Shanice, she brought up uh, the devils keep calling cops on us. Oh, that thing. Okay, you're right. And these white women should be called out for how they call the cops on us. But I got a bone to pick with you black women. And one of my brothers brought it to my attention earlier this week. You black women doing the hashtag, you know, Betty, uh, what is it? 